The summer months are often a time when families travel together, perhaps vacation, a family reunion, or just a quick trip to grandma's house. These road trips can either be miserable or days when wonderful memories are made. What a picture of all of life. We are just passing through this world and families must learn how to enjoy the Lord and one another as we make the journey together. We are taking a summer road trip through the book of Philippians, the book of Christian joy, and discovering principles to help our homes. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. All of my life, I've heard people talk about the heart of the home. Uh, When you come to Philippians 2, you come to the mind of the home, and it is essentially the same thing, because the word mind here is a heart word. It's how we look at one another. It's how we look at life, and frankly, it's how we look at God. It is, in a phrase, the mind of Christ. Every member of the family must develop the mind of Christ must begin to think and feel and desire and be motivated as Christ was. And we've begun walking through Philippians chapter 2, and I said to you that it begins with an explanation of this mind. We've learned a couple things already about the mind of Christ. In verse 1, it's a mind of charity. It is a mind that is guided and guarded by the love of God. In verse 2, it's a mind of unity. There's oneness in it. Only the Lord can bring that into our homes and relationships. And now we come to verse 3. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. So it's not only a mind of charity and a mind of unity, it is a mind of humility. And here's where the real rub comes in. Here's where the conflict and the friction is Because we all want our way, and we all think our way is the right way. Isn't that the great struggle in every home? Who gets to be the boss? Who gets to call the shots and be in charge? I'll tell you, there's only one way to fix that, and it is this. You have to let the Lord be in charge. When the Lord is in charge of our thoughts and our feelings and our responses to one another and our words, then there's peace. Then there's joy. Then there's the beautiful oneness in the home. But as long as we have to have our way, As long as pride is what is the guiding principle, there will always be conflict, always. In fact, Proverbs chapter 13, verse number 10 says, Only by pride cometh contention. If there's contention in your family, it's because of pride. And here's the the funny thing. The moment you say that, we bow up and say, that's right, their pride. Wait a minute, you just told on yourself. Because all of us have pride and ego, Uh, Somebody has to be willing to die to self and to say, look, I don't have to have it my way. Uh, I'm going to look on their needs first. I'm going to try to minister to them first. The key word here is other. There are several words repeated here. For example, you have the word love. It's used in verse 1 and verse 2. That's a key word. In verse 2, you have the word one, the principle of oneness, unity in the home, found twice. Then, in verse 3, you have the word other, and it's repeated in verse number 4, every man also on the things of others. So the key word here is others. The, the mind of charity, love. The mind of unity, one. The mind of humility, others. Years ago, someone wrote a little poem that said, Others, Lord, yes, others, let this my motto be. 
Help me to live for others so I might live like thee. That's beautiful, isn't it? Some facetious person came back and rewrote it this way, and they said, this is really more how people live. Others, Lord, yes, others, let this their motto be. Let others live for others so all may live for me. Sad but true, isn't it? That that's actually how most of us live our lives. Paul wrote to another church and said, if you want peace, live this way, in honor preferring one another. Now remember, this is not just any mind. This is the mind of Christ. Could I remind you, we'll come to this more in the verses that follow in our next in our next study as we progress through this, but could I remind you that the Lord Jesus Christ, the sinless Son of God, uh, the, the only begotten, the God of glory, preferred us over himself? <laughs> this, is, this is not a matter of value. Everybody knows Christ is of greater value than any one of us, and yet he preferred us. To humble yourself doesn't mean that you make yourself less valuable. In fact, perhaps the most valuable person in the home is the person who's willing to make peace, to die to self, and to minister to the needs of others. And then in verse number four, he says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. So the attitude becomes action. The mind becomes a way of life. You start not only thinking about others, you start looking out for their needs, helping them, ministering to them. So the mind of Christ is explained to us here, not only as a mind of charity and a mind of unity and a mind of humility, but now ultimately as a mind of responsibility. I'm taking responsibility. I can't do everything, but I'm taking as much responsibility as I can to minister to these other members of my family, to encourage them, to help them. Do you remember back in the book of Genesis when Cain killed his own brother? What was his question? Am I my brother's keeper? Would you like the answer? Yes. Yes, you are. Uh, The Lord gave you a family for a reason. The Lord put you in that person's life for a reason. And yes, it is your job. It is your responsibility to look out for others. So this is the explanation of the mind. Then he immediately moves to an illustration of the mind. And what is the illustration? Obviously, the illustration is the perfect example the Lord Jesus Christ. The ultimate example of the right kind of marriage mindset, uh, the right kind of mind in the home, is found in the lover and the bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's read a little beginning in verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Do you see how everything he explained in the opening verses we now get a beautiful picture of in the person of Jesus Christ? Charity, you see it in Jesus. Unity, you see it in Jesus. Humility, you see it in Jesus. Responsibility, you see it in Jesus. This is not just any mind. This mind is the mind of Jesus Christ. This is not you and I trying to do a little better. This is not you and I just giving in to the needs of somebody else. This is you and I saying, I want to be more like Jesus Christ. In verse 6, we have Christ knowledge. He knew everything. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Uh, That's what he knew. He was equal in nature and value to the Heavenly Father. You see, the mind of Christ is a mind that understands spiritual realities, uh, that thinks the right way. In verse 7, 
we see Christ will. This is not what he knew. This was what he chose. What did he choose? He chose to make himself of no reputation, to take the form of a servant. There's a matter of the will here, of yieldedness to the Father's will and way and work. It's powerful. And then when you get to verse 8, you have Christ's attitude. He humbled himself. He humbled himself to the point of obedience and even to the point of death. This is the mind of Jesus Christ. And I want to say to you, someone in the home has to be a spiritual person. In fact, every person should be, but somebody's got to lead the way. Somebody's got to be a spiritual enough person to recognize that the problem is in the way we think and choose by God's grace to die to self, to humble ourselves, and to say, Dear Lord, I want the mind of Christ. Put this mind in me. I wonder, would you even take this verse and turn it around and make it a prayer today? Lord, let this mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. If we can learn to think like Christ, we will learn to live like Christ. And only then can there be true peace and joy and beauty in our homes. What can you take away from this study of God's Word? Where do you need to apply truth to your own life and family? God's Word is the guidebook for this journey of life, and we sincerely pray that you will follow it. Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org for additional resources for your home and Christian life. Plan to join us again on our next study and encourage all of your family to make the summer road trip with us. May God bless you and those you love today.